Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know how steamy it is, but hot, yeah. <laughs> My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This is Stephen, and I just want to share. Uh, yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly, because the real man... Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest-growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Well, this month, folks, we have been talking about money matters. March money matters. You know, when I when I think about the month of March, I think about a time where we're marching into a season, a season that of change. You know, a season of change. And one of the things that that comes to mind is our money mindset. Because, you know, in January, we, we just got over the holidays, right? We just got over the holidays, and we're looking at this interpersonal change. Everyone's making resolutions. They're going to be better at this. They're going to be better at that. And then in February, we could kind of flow into either black history or we are going down the path of love. Now that, you know, people tax return time is coming up and you're looking at your money matters and this is your time to really, you know, make change, because you're into the third month of the year. So you, you get your tax, I mean, you need your W-2s or your 1099s, and you're preparing to get your information in. And you kind of can't help but to pay attention to your money situation because you're expecting your tax return to do something great for you. Or you're a little depressed because you, you made maybe you owe. But if you've made that money all year and you have to pay a small percentage, then, then you may be okay with it. But in any event, Whatever the situation is, you're beginning to think about your money. And for those of you who are in the sports, uh, this is March March of Madness. So that that whole title just seems to be a great segue for Money Matters in, in March. So to follow with that theme, our topic today is being financially stuck. What does that mean? Being financially stuck. You know, you may be living paycheck to paycheck. You may find that some situations have gotten you in a place that you just woke up and you just how, how did I get here? But in any event, it, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. You feel like you have chains or cemented blocks to your feet, to your pockets, that is, to your checkbook, to your credit cards, and you can't really find a way out. So we're going to talk about being financially stuck, financially sinking. Uh, generally, I, I guess thinking from the mindset of an average human being, we don't want to be on a sinking ship. It's natural behavior that if the sink is shipping, let's get off. So today we're hoping that we will recognize that we are on sinking ships and some of us can jump, jump with a lifeboat, maybe jump to a bigger boat, and maybe not, maybe plug the holes and so the ship don't sink. But we're hoping that at the end of this podcast, you'll, you'll walk away with some good tidbits 
on um, ensuring that you are not financially sinking. A person that's going to help pull this information out and, and share some thoughts with you is none other than a guy who is no stranger to radio. He has a master's in social welfare. He has actually been doing work in this industry with consulting, facilitating. He does workshop leadership. He's known for his strategies in leadership, subject areas that contribute to transformation and change, personal growth and development. I love this award-winning speaker who is very active in Toastmasters. Please help me welcome to the show Mr. Ron Chapman. Good morning, Ron. How you doing? Good morning, Soy. How about yourself? I'm doing awesome. I am doing awesome. As a matter of fact, I am doing amazing this this morning. I am getting ready for a for a trip to the beach, a well-deserved trip to the beach, which I plan to really spend some time with personal development. So I'm excited about that. Outstanding. I hope that means that you have plenty of money in the bank so that you're going to live this unstuck money matters deal. Well, you know what, Ron? To be honest, and I always be transparent, I have been planning this trip for some time. I think it's been about six months now. Yeah, so it didn't great. just happen. Yeah, I, I've been planning. Although I, I don't have as much money as I'd like to splurge on this trip, but I, I have put a little aside just, just to have a, uh, you know, it may not be a brocation, <laughs> as I call it, but it, it'll be a nice economic vacation. And, that, and that's good, too. Great. Great. Good for you. So, Ron, when I started thinking about this this topic, and I, and I, I utilized myself, my past experiences, and people I know, mm-hmm. and I researched some things, and I started thinking, how how do we how do we get stuck? How how do you know when you're financially stuck? How do people mm-hmm. begin to? Because it could be just a way of life for them. They were just. You know, we're, we're, sometimes we're not always raised to be educated about how to spend our money and how to make our money work. And, you know, kids just come out of school and, and they phase into their own uh, mm-hmm. lifestyle. And, and they just live paycheck to paycheck. And, 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 and they don't know that they're financially stuck. So what are some signs that people could, you know, can identify that I am financially stuck without being depressed about it? Like what are some life sure. signals that, that show that you're financially stuck? Sure. Well, first to acknowledge that um, you're exactly right. This is oftentimes it's just because we don't know any better. We haven't been taught, et cetera. But the, and interestingly enough, I never set out to provide financial counsel. But what has often happened is when people show up in my consultation and coaching practices uh, with any number of kinds of challenges they're working with, it's not uncommon to find out that money problems are in it as well. And some of the real indicators are uh, juggling to try and figure out how to make ends meet, uh, obviously getting behind or significantly in debt, uh, living off of just making minimum payments on credit cards and so forth. Uh, generally speaking, there's a stress factor involved uh, where, where people are aware that it's, it's stressful to know where the money's coming from, uh, is, is hopefully going to come from. And, and oftentimes, a really, really curious indicator, and you, you mentioned this, Soy, 
is 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 really not knowing much about one's financial affairs, not being able to answer the question of how much is coming in, how much is going out, where is it going, how much is actually in my bank account right now. And I, I really think one of the ways we get stuck is this stuff becomes uncomfortable, scares us. And and we actually retreat into being more ignorant rather than rather than engaging to solve it, and, and, and that just feeds on the fact that so many of us weren't given adequate training in the first place. So, the starting point for it is to understand that most of us who are having struggles probably have some serious breakdowns in how much we understand or don't understand about our finances. And not, you know what? That's a good point. And not to mention that that we we are uncomfortable talking about it. And why do you, why do you mm-hmm. think that is? That naturally we're just uncomfortable talking about money, especially with with our spouses or people who well, we live in the same household with. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, there's a whole bunch of shame around this, uh, and and the shame either comes because you don't feel like you're being appropriately responsible. I mean, there's a whole lot of messaging in families and communities and cultures about being responsible, but also. You know, we live in a culture which is pretty flashy where people routinely, you know, pony up some surprising sums of money for vacations and cars. I mean, just go down the list. And it's almost like if you can't go along, if you can't whip out your, uh, you know, diamond gold uh, cards and pay for a high-end something, it's almost like you're branded a loser in your own mind, Uh, which, Mm -hmm. of course – doesn't I mean that is simply not true? But but when you, you know, this whole comparative culture, uh, where where money and and assets, material assets, are flaunted, it's very very easy to think that 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 you're somehow or another demonstrating that you're either not responsible or that you're a loser. And so, you know, the shame keeps us from talking about it, which is unfortunate, even in even with our loved ones. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, you know that um, I I I believe that a vast majority of of, of people that um, that live in shame, you know, and, I, and 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 I've been there too. I've been under the pressure of um, a group wanting to do certain things, and and I had a different financial plan, and it just wasn't mm-hmm. in, in my budget to 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 do it. And 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 I agree that it is difficult to say. You know that that's not in my budget. You know, or 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 if if you need to save face, just say I'm doing some other other things with my money. And I think to say that really would give um, a person a sense of empowerment that that you that you're choosing mm-hmm. to do something different as opposed to I I can't do it because I think if we be, right. if we all look at what we bring in, you you can pretty much if you want to blow your money doing whatever. You can do that, so you have to make a choice that I like to see my money elsewhere. I like to see my money doing other things, and some people put their money in cars and houses and investments, so they just they just shop all the time. but mm-hmm. we are making a choice to to spend our money the, the way we are and, and I say that because I want to move us to a place of talking about habits. I think some of the just yeah. bad money habits we just have yes. bad habits. What do you think about that, Ron? Yeah, well, uh, again, we live in a culture that encourages us to drop five bucks on a latte, whether we've got five bucks for it or not. Uh, it, it, it probably the, the, the worst of these habits, you know, besides just not understanding our own finances well enough, uh, is, 
we really do not understand, many of us, that there's never enough inflow, there's never enough uh, revenue, enough, enough money coming in if we can't manage how much goes out. Uh, and, and so that's, a, that's about basic budgeting. I mean, you know, it's like 57% of the people who win lotteries, millions and millions of dollars, and a comparable number of people who get big signing bonuses, sports figures, end up in bankruptcy within 10 years. So, I mean, you have to say to yourself, well, goodness, if people suddenly have millions of dollars and they end up bankrupt, clearly it's not a matter of how much comes in. And so if we can't manage the outflow, it's a skills deficit. We don't know how to budget and manage the outflow. And interestingly enough, what supports this is, I'm 10 years ago or whatever, there's a book, The Millionaire Next Door, that basically said that most people who become millionaires aren't people who are making big bucks. They're postmen, they're teachers, they're librarians, car mechanics, people who have learned to live within whatever means they have and then set assets aside. And they don't, they don't deprive themselves. Um, they just know how to stay within whatever, whatever um, funds they have available. And the result is that over you know, 20, 25, 30 years, people acquire massive amounts of assets simply by managing the outflow. And that is exactly what you're saying is that, 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 that that's a habitual practice. And I want to say one thing that complements that, though, is uh, many of us have the perception, and this is a this is a this is a way we get stuck. Uh, many of us have the perception that what we just need is you know to win the lottery or get a windfall or, or or whatever. We're living the silver bullet plan. Is that I can, mm-hmm. I, I won't manage my money. I won't I won't I won't learn this stuff because it's uncomfortable. I won't talk about it because it's shame producing. What I'll do is I'll hold out in the hopes that when great-grandmother Eartha dies, uh, she's going to leave me a bolus of money and I can bail myself out. Uh, or I'm going to get a bonus from, you know, I'm, I'm, gonna, you know, I'm finally going to be discovered and I'm going to go big time and suddenly I'm going to have hundreds of thousands of dollars available. And that's a, that's a really mischievous way of thinking because most of us don't get windfalls. Uh, so we shouldn't be designing our habits, our ways of practicing, with this perception that we're gonna we're gonna get a, a bolus of money that falls upon us. Uh, so I agree with. There's a whole bunch of habitual practice in there that that starts with being insufficiently informed. Um, and you know, Dave Ramsey, who all cite because he's done a lot of great work in this area. I mean, he's he's built a remarkable set of tools and practices around figuring out how to manage whatever you got and, and make progress. Uh, which is a disciplined way of living, I guess. Yes, of course, management it always helps. Cause, and, you know, and getting getting unstuck is all about getting your head right, making a plan, and yes. taking action. I, I, I think that a great tool to start with is to, and, 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 I, and I've done that, I've done this, and I probably should do it more, but if anyone out there listening haven't done this, try looking at, Max, this is March. So, so go and pull your February bank statement and look yep. at what you spent. Look at yep. how many times you went to Walmart or Kroger or Publix or how many times you've eaten out, how much how much you spent on social activities and bills and all that. Look, check it out. I mean, be honest with yourself. Print it off. 
You know, we, we, we have these cool features. We can put it off. You can even pull it up on your phone or your mobile device and, and look at it and just take an account of what you spent. Add it up and, and see if you are satisfied with your spending habits. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, one of the best habits to get into is all those automatic withdrawal sorts of processes, um, mm. both especially, okay, so if it's in our pocket or if we can see it, we have a habit of spending it. So one of the best things in the world you can do is set up any kind of an automatic routine that takes some money right off the top, whatever it is, whatever amount, and puts it someplace where it's not readily accessible. For example, many years ago, I was doing that, and I was having money pulled out of my easily accessible accounts and put into an account that I could not easily access. And the result, because every week, every paycheck before I worked for myself, you know, I'd, I'd set aside money, and that money would go someplace where I couldn't see it, I couldn't tap it, I couldn't put my hands on it. And so I learned to live within it. A, a similar practice is when you get a raise, uh, and all the financial experts say this is, okay, buy yourself a nice treat and then bank all the extra. Because, you, you know, you're living at, let's say you're making thirty k a year, $30,000 a year. Mm-hmm. You're, li- you're living on 30000 and let's say you get a $2,000 raise to 32000 Well, everybody agrees. All the people who've learned how to do this with say, don't start spending the two grand. Don't do it. Start banking it. Start investing it. Start setting aside for your rainy day fund. Uh, because you're accustomed, again, this is another habit, you're accustomed to, to, to living a certain standard, and if you don't do something deliberately, you'll just automatically start living at a higher standard. Um, so we, we habituate ourselves. One of the things, and I was thinking about this when you were talking about your, your upcoming uh, great trip to the beach, um, is, is we don't want to deprive ourselves, but we want to be reasonable with ourselves. So we don't say, oh, we can't do anything because we, we know from the, from the standpoint of all behavioral modification, if you feel deprived, there will be a backlash effect. Uh, so these, these all become habits. And, and honestly, Soy, what they're all reflective of is our perception of ourselves, our perception of um, how we play in the world. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're walking the world believing that you're a loser and impoverished, it makes it very difficult to get ahead because we're carrying that with us everywhere. So we, we, we can't ignore our own internal orientation to these things. So Ron, what do you what do you what do you say about uh a situation where a person is Doing doing well in terms of financially mm-hmm. putting you know managing their money living within their means and um, and and I think this is what captures people too to get them financially stuck is where you have those unexpected um, things that impact your your mm-hmm. income maybe a loss a loss of job or illness or or something like that you know I, I tell I tell my daughters who are just um, beginning in, in the workforce and to provide for themselves that they, I don't want them to depend on me, but always have a cushion and start putting things aside Mm -hmm. because unforeseen things are going to happen. You're going to get a flat tire. Things are going to happen. So you you need to be, you know, controlling your spending or, 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 or setting a day. Well, this is a day I'll shop. This is a day I'll close shop. This is when I'll do this and, and put it in your budget because things will happen and it'll tap into 
the funds that you have available and, and it could wipe you out and, and start you on the process of financially sinking. Yeah, uh, pretty much a common agreement that you need a reserve fund and you just start building it up, a savings account. Uh, again, I'm a big fan of putting, put, I said it before, I'll say it again, putting things where I can't just automatically pull the money out. Um, for example, you can have your ATM card only linked to a checking account rather than a savings account, so you can't just walk up and pull money out. Um, it's a great, it's a great strategy because uh, it makes it a little harder to get your hands on the money, and you just start setting aside money. Uh, you know, the, the the pros in this field talk in terms of trying to have enough money set aside so that at least a couple of months could be covered if you had a complete income disruption. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the people, as as their as their wealth grows, you know, they think in terms of having enough reserves that they could make a go of it for six months. Uh, if 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 their income stopped, uh, and and you're exactly right, Soy. There's no substitute for having some reserves to go to. I, I do have to make this comment because it's one that becomes um, it becomes really problematic. Is is once you start borrowing, it's really hard to turn it around. Uh, and of course, the whole world that we live in economically is 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 uh, they've tried to make it really easy for us to go into debt um, and to spend the money. And and once you're paying someone else interest, it it becomes hard to turn it around. Uh, so that's another one of these habits and practices. But in order to in order to not give ourselves everything we want, we're going to have to deal with our own sense of entitlement, uh, our own mm-hmm. sense of lack. Um, so much of this is attitudinal uh, about 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 how we view ourselves in the world. Soy. Yeah, I I, I agree that those um, borrowing tactics are just a. If you want it, if you want your sink. If you want your ship to sink fast, start start those borrowing practices, especially those places <laughs> that they are they are designed to keep you sinking, like Tidal Pond or whatever those names of those yeah. places are called. Please stay yeah. away from places like that. It is uh, it is, I mean, you you talking about chains and cement on your feet? You'll never get out of it, and then you will end up losing something very valuable that that you own. But I I, I agree that that what you said. And actually, I am going to. I have to go to the bank after the show today, and I'm going to move move my funds around. I, I have a couple of accounts that I that I have, and I don't always use them as I should because you know what, Ron? It's such a it's it's it's, it's tedious management. And sometimes we say, <laughs> well, it takes too much time. Let me just function out of this account, and I just know where my stopping point is. But I'm going yeah. to I'm going to take your advice. I always try to grow each show, so I'm going to take mm-hmm. your advice, and I'm going to function off of a, a small. Matter of fact, here I go, Ron. What I'm going to do is <laughs> I'm going to put my little spending, my my spending that I've saved for this trip, on one card, and I'm going to function from that, and I'm going to give a report next week when I get back of, of how I did, as opposed to operating from one pot. And then, you know, we go back and look at the account, like, oh, I used too much. Let me go pull it from here and do that. Um, yep. So I'm, I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to take your advice and start that, because I have about four or five cards, and what I do is I may not carry the other cards that are linked to the account. Yep. I might just yep. carry the main one. 
And when I haven't made time to budget, I'll just pull from that and just move it back, you know, when I when I look at my account. But I'm going to mm-hmm. operate from a forward-thinking process, and, and I always like to be the first one to practice <laughs> what I <laughs> preach or what I learn or what I say. <laughs> so that thank sounds, you. That thank sounds you. perfect. Sure enough. Sure enough. Any any other uh, – I mean, I want to share this. Um, there is a, a woman who wrote a book, and her name is Kate Northrup. She wrote a, a book called Money, A Love Story. And in that, uh, what I captured from that, Ron, is she talks about avoidance, money avoidance. And I want to put mm-hmm. this out there before we close in case this yeah. applies to anyone. But you know how she, she talks about the, the money avoidance thing, how we put our bills to the side. So the bills come in, we see the bills, we don't open them because we don't want to address it at that moment. Mm-hmm. We put the bills to the side, and then, and then they pile up. And then at some point we're trying to go through them and pay as opposed mm-hmm. to acknowledging that on the front end and planning to pay the bill up front as to waiting until they accumulate. And she, she sure. thought that was a big thing that helps us fall into those money-sinking pitches. Yeah, I was, I was taught many years ago, deal with the bills as soon as they come in. Uh, if nothing else, put them, in, put them in the cycle for however you pay bills once a month or whatever you do. Um, and I was, I, was, I was taught very early on, thankfully, that ignoring uh, financial matters only makes them worse over time. And, and, and so that's all part of this habitual changing our perspective uh, practices that we've just been discussing. Good stuff. So, Ron, what's what is? You've been a great guest. I always love well, thank speaking you. to you and, and and hearing hearing your perspective on things. He's such yeah. a a guy that is um, just has a lot to share, and I, I appreciate that. So, what's new for you? What's coming up new for Ron Chapman? Well, I, I, this has become such an exciting year for me. I've uh, you know my 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 signature brand is Seen True, and in fact, people can. We've just relaunched the the site, seeingtrue.com, and there's some e-commerce that's going to be coming here in a few months where essentially putting forth the seeing true principles and practices into the world. And uh, what's exciting is I have two books and an audio set that are all coming out in September, believe it or not, two fiction, two books of fiction, which is really exciting, two two stories I wanted to tell. Uh, One is a story about a goat on a spiritual quest, and uh, the other is the story about a serial killer being redeemed. And uh, at the same time, another publisher is going to put out an audio set called Seeing True the Way of Spirit. So I'm going to be, in the fall, I'm going to be taken off on a Seeing True tour around the nation to talk about a lot of these principles, which is really exciting. And people who are interested can find out more about that at seeingtrue.com. And uh, they'll find out what I'm up to and where I'm going and what these things mean and all those sorts of deals. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh it's an amazing journey to be able to see see your brand grow, and mm-hmm. and to see it develop. So I, I'm wishing you much success on that. You you certainly helped me to see quite a bit of things seeing true. So thank you for sharing, and thank you for being on the show with us. Anything you want to say in closing to our uh, studio audience out there? I will just say if you're struggling with financial matters, take a deep breath and take one step in the right direction today and then do it again tomorrow. And you'll, you'll get out of it the same way most of us got into it, which is, you know, one poor decision or one misstep at a time. And at some future date, things will work a lot better, but you do have to get started somewhere. 
Well, thank you, Ron. We appreciate that. Appreciate that that tidbit. We appreciate you being on the show. You've been an awesome guest, and you can come back thank anytime you, you like. <laughs> I, I will accept that, and I'll have plenty more to talk about, and we can figure out what that is. I appreciate having the opportunity and enjoy chatting with you, Soy. All the time. Thanks a lot. Okay. Bye. Well, folks, that wraps up our show today. It, it, it's been great. It's been great. But remember, there is more to come on Money Matters for the entire month, month of March. Have a tongue twister there. But we've got, we got a lot to talk about about money. We want everyone to be empowered, to, to see more uh, in, in your money and in your financial decisions, to see opportunities for you and your family to have wealth and riches. So if you want to share Go to the website, www.coffeetalkwithsoy.com. Don't forget, we have an app out there where you can listen to this show and other shows where we talked about so many other things by finding us in your app store. And the app is free, so download it today. Remember, we have a store now that we are trying to offer products and services to help live on purpose. Visit that on our website as well. It's been a great show, an awesome, awesome, awesome Take advantage of your financial situation, so do that and share your comments about how this show has helped you in our comments section on the website. Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday. I'll see you right here next week as we talk about more money matter. Have a great Saturday, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>